Good afternoon, everybody. Um, this is Alex Barthet with the Barthet Construction Law Firm. I'm going to go through very specific contract provisions of what you should include and exclude. So let's get right into it. Mistake we see is folks not understanding the pay when paid provision. Now, this is a very common contract provision. Uh, it shifts the risk of non-payment from one party to another. So um, as an example, with this provision in place uh, between an owner, sorry, between a contractor and a subcontractor, if the owner doesn't pay the contractor, the contractor doesn't have to pay the subcontractor. What do these provisions look like? I'm gonna show you one in a minute, but generally speaking, they are these payment terms and they use the words condition precedent or contingent upon. And the Florida courts have made it very clear that if you use those magic words, condition precedent or contingent upon, that that pay when paid provision is going to be enforceable. So what does that mean? That means if you're a subcontractor working for a GC and they have this provision in their contract, then if they are not paid by the owner, they don't have to pay you. <clears throat> this means even if you've done your work, you're on time, no defects, you've paid all the materials, all the labor, the risk of non-payment falls on you, not the contractor. So you have to be very careful about these types of provisions. So let me show you what one looks like. So this is a simple example. Final payment shall be made within 30 days of completion of the construction project, acceptance by the owner, and here's the magic language, as a condition precedent, receipt of final payment from the owner. So this is a valid and enforceable pay when paid provision. I will tell you, it is exceedingly rare that we find a contract that doesn't have the magic language in it. We still see it every once in a while, but we're talking once a year of all the contracts we review. Um, it, it's exceedingly rare. So what can you do to deal with it? Well, obviously, if you're a general contractor, you want to make sure that provision is, is uh, maintained. Uh, most GCs are not going to strike the pay when paid provision. Uh, sometimes, however, we have had our subcontractor clients have some success at striking the magic language, meaning the agreement, the provision stays intact, but they strike the condition precedent words. Um, and if need be, if we have to argue that in court, the uh, having the provision without those magic words can go a long way at making that provision unenforceable. What's more important than focusing too much on the pay when paid provision, and again, you just need to understand how it works, is having other provisions to give you some cushion because you're going to have to deal with this pay when paid provision. Um, and that is including the right to stop work. So let me show you a sample provision. This is a provision that exists in many contracts. A subcontractor shall not be entitled to stop the work on account of a contractor's default, including non-payment, but shall proceed with the dispute resolution procedures in this agreement. What that means is if you are not getting paid, you are not getting your change orders approved, um, you uh, are being asked to do things out of sequence, uh, whatever the issue may be, your remedy 
is never to stop work. You always have to continue working. You, you can proceed with the dispute resolution process in the agreement. That typically means either a meeting of the principles, a mediation, maybe it's arbitration, which is like a private court or litigation, which is uh, the court that most folks know and understand. But that means that as you are trying to resolve the dispute, you're still paying your bills uh, to your material suppliers, you are paying your labor and employees. Um, and remember, if the owner is not paying the contractor and there's a pay when paid provision in the contract, then the contractor is not even technically in default because they don't have to pay you until the owner has paid them. So you, you as a subcontractor effectively are funding this project. So what can you do? Um, you want to specifically include the right to stop working if you are not paid. So here's a sample provision. Subcontractor may slow or suspend work if any payment requests have not been paid in full within 30 calendar days from submission. Now, this is a pretty aggressive stop work provision. Um, typically, this will not get accepted in its current form. But again, this goes back to the idea of being willing to negotiate. So we typically see contractors revise this provision so that it's not 30 days, it's 60, 75, 90 days. The important thing is that you at, at some point you have the right to stop work. The other change we see contractors make with respect to this provision is they say that it's only with respect to approved payment requests. Um, you have to be careful with that, right? Because what if it's not approved? You know, that kind of dovetails right into the pay when paid. Um, but again, it's better to have something, some change, some right to stop work rather than no right to stop work. I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of the week. Thanks for participating. Have a great day.